to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. is of the Holy Spirit and that it would touch every heart here, that somebody would get something out of it, that every person would get something out of it, Lord. Whatever you have willed, we just thank you um, for being in alignment with you. We thank you that the Holy Spirit guides and leads us into all truth. And we thank you that as we are convicted and we're able to walk in your fullness, that you are bringing things into um, fruition that we can only dare to hope, ask, think, dream, imagine, like your word says. And we just give you your word back to you tonight. And we just thank you for a wedge and a hedge of protection around this place, our families, um, our vehicles, our workplaces, our finances. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Okay, so I know I'm excited. So I'm actually really excited. The last time I taught, I wasn't excited. I think I came up here crying. I wasn't in a good mood. I wasn't, I, I wasn't, it wasn't good, but I'm really excited because Pastor Tom gave me zero notice, and apparently I do well. I need zero notice. Just ask me to go. I can't, I don't do the whole like, let me prepare for six weeks. I don't want to do it. I just, I'm like, because over the course of like, I think since maybe January, God has like given me different things. And I'm like, oh, that's a good teaching. Oh, that's good. And then all of a sudden the other day, all those that's good teaching, that's good, just kind of went into one. And I thought in my head and I'm like, well, I hope it comes out. Okay. You know? So the, one of the first things that came up was, um, in my spirit, the scripture was First Peter 5, 1 through 11, which I want to read, and I'm going to read it probably twice tonight. As soon as Pastor Tom asked me to teach, um, I felt that. I felt, and not like that same day. It was maybe the next day. I just had that, like, it just came up, right? Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that in due time he may exalt you, casting all your cares upon him, for he cares for you, being vigilant, being watchful, for the enemy of yours roams around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. And I joke around and say to you guys, I'm not going to be breakfast, lunch, or dinner for the enemy, and I'm not going to be any snack in between. So I want to stay vigilant, you know? And so the other things that the Lord was dealing with me about, about teaching, was just kind of coming one after the other, and I would like just kind of jot it down. And I went into the scriptures today. So Tara was teaching. It was awesome this morning on Coffee with Christ. And she said some scriptures that I was already using tonight. And then a couple that I was like, I'm going to use that tonight. So I started, you know, looking things up. Well, it's really awesome because I didn't know. I'm going to use my phone because I have a little album with my pictures so I could stay focused in my teaching. So 1 Peter 5, 1 through 11, I didn't know, I didn't read before. It's usually just like 1 Peter 5 and I think it's like, six through nine or something, the one scripture that I just read to you, but I read above and I'm like, praise the Lord, because obviously he had something for me tonight because it's talking about, you know, humbling yourself and making commitments. And I really wanted to share with you guys, like what the last several months of my life has looked like. And when, we, when it, when I've stepped out of alignment and just some of the things that have happened and share, you know, experience, strength and hope. But as I read this, this is what it is. This is what it says. The elders which are among you, I exhort, who also an elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. Feed the flock of God which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly, not for filthy, I don't really know that word, 
lucre, thank you, but of a ready mind, neither as being lords over God's heritage, but being in, in samples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd shall appear, ye shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves. Oh, wait, hold on. Submit, hold on one second. All right, submit. Yeah, all of you be subject one to another and be clothed with humility for God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him for he cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. But the God of all grace, who hath called us unto eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. So now I didn't know all that was there until I read it today. I only knew about, you know, the one part, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. But one, a part of the teaching that I wanted to share about was humbling ourselves, right? And what it looks like to make a commitment and things just really started to like come together, like back, you know, several months ago, the Lord started dealing with me about my past, like where I was the last two years of my life. I was living in La La Land, as I like to call it, in Sewell's Point, living in this beautiful multi-million dollar home on the water in a guest house, right? Rent free. And I had my own little my own little space. It was just me and Tucker. And it was wonderful. And I spent time ministering and all I did was sing for two years. Okay. Two years. That's all I did was sing. I mean I literally lived on like this cloud of perfection is really what I just like everything was perfect. Life was perfect. Things were amazing. And they really were really good, but I didn't have like a whole ton of issues. There was not a ton of problems going on, you know, and when there were things, I went to people or, you know, it was just amazing. Who am I going to fight with? The dog? I mean, it's just me and the dog. That's it. There's no other people around. And when there were people around, they were in the other house and I, you know, did whatever I had to do to help them. And, you know, I spent time at my family's. I went to dinner, you know, bits and pieces, small doses. And then I went home to my beautiful house on the water with the dog. And I lived there for two years and I just did a lot of singing, a lot of praying over people and a lot of time in the word and journaling. And then all of a sudden life happened last year in September. Listen, it's a good thing that I didn't know what I know today then, because I don't know what it would have looked like. You know, if he, he doesn't tell me things, obviously, for a reason, because I would probably dig my heels and I'm not going. It's not happening. So about September, I had to move out, and it was very unexpected. It was, you know, due to the worldly stuff that we deal with. And um, I was going to go home, and I, you know, packed up, and, and I was upset, but I had a couple days. I had to just really just go through go through with it, pack up the house and go. When I got home, I'm having like a 34 year old temper tantrum. I'm just like kicking and screaming. I'm looking at a wall now, a white wall, as opposed to this beautiful sunrise every morning and the water and the palm trees and the boats and the dolphins and all these things, right? And I am miserable and I'm really struggling. Like, I'm like, why would God do this to me? Like I had everything, everything. It's not even mine. It wasn't even mine. I didn't even own the house, you know? I don't even understand like the thinking like I don't know if it's entitlement or well we won't get into that that's a whole other teaching but you know I really struggled and I was you know kicking and screaming and I wasn't thrilled to be home and my parents and my sister knew that I wasn't happy you know to be there um but you know I made it work and there was a time when and it wasn't too long ago where I was sitting at the house and I realized 
it was after you know several months of being home that the Lord has really blessed me with my family. I was like looking at my home. Listen, my parents did well for themselves, okay? They took care of us and they're not struggling right now. And here I am complaining about being in a half a million dollar home, rent free again, complaining that I have to be with other people in a home and not have my own privacy. You know, I went from a home to a bedroom and then there's stuff everywhere and that's a whole other, we're not gonna deal with the stuff, but it, you know, the stuff affects me, you know, having it not organized and, you know, kind of a mess. And the Lord started dealing with me. You have this beautiful home with this beautiful family and you think what you had over there was better than what I've blessed you with. Like, so he started dealing with me about restoration and in my family. And I realized how spoiled and entitled and the spirit of pride, like I had just been living in that because here I am, I'm home with my family that God had reconciled in this beautiful home and it's actually nicer than the other one. So I'm like, but the thinking, see my thinking had to change and it took me months. This did not happen overnight. I was not happy and the sweetest person for a little while at home, for a little while. Now, one of the other things that was just so awesome, how God has been teaching me and, and talking to me. Back when I lived in Sewell's Point, um, the shower wasn't great. It didn't always work. And so like, I just wanted a hot shower. I wanted a, a normal hot shower, you know? And I remember when I got to my parents, my dad had said something about the shower upstairs and did I tell you guys? I know. Okay. So he said something about the shower upstairs and I obviously didn't hear properly. I don't, I just that it didn't get hot. Didn't get as, you know, he apologized for it not getting as hot as, you know, it should. So this is September. I move in in September. Okay. Let's just do the math here. We're in June. So I'm taking lukewarm showers, right? And I, I'm complaining. I'm like, gosh, wouldn't it be nice to just have a hot shower? You know, I didn't have a hot shower over there. I don't have a hot shower here, but at least I have running water and I'm, you know, I'm great. And I try to remain grateful, right? Now I just had a friend here from New York and I apologized to her in front of the family one day that, you know, I'm sorry about the hot water. You know, I apologize that it doesn't get that hot. And my dad looks at me, he goes, what are you talking about? And I'm like, the shower that doesn't get hot. He's like, what do you mean it doesn't get hot? I'm like, it doesn't get hot. It's lukewarm. You told me to turn it all the way this way, right? It was a certain way. He, I remember he told me to turn it. And he, he like storms upstairs. He's like, I don't know what you saw. And I'm like, oh, here he goes. He's got to prove me wrong now, you know? And I'm totally right because I'm taking the lukewarm showers. I'm right. Just like, okay. Now he goes, comes downstairs. He goes, I don't know what you're talking about. I just burnt my hand. And I'm like, there's no way you burnt your hand, right? So I go upstairs and he shows me that, it's the opposite the hot and the cold are the opposite but he was trying to explain to me when I moved in that if it that it would get too hot so you have and I'm thinking it doesn't get hot right and so I'm taking lukewarm showers so I'm like you've got to be kidding me I'm like you have got to be kidding me I'm like I can't believe this I cannot believe that I'm taking lukewarm right I am like and my dad's like well you didn't listen right no, I didn't. I didn't hear him. I don't know what I was doing in September. So, you know, a couple of days go, or no, I think, I think that night I'm like, I'm going to take a hot shower. Right. And I'm talking to the Lord. I'm like, I cannot believe that I have been taking lukewarm, somewhat cold because it runs out. Like it's not hot. And it was so unbelievably hot. And the Lord said, well, this is what happened. When you don't listen. You know, your daddy, earthly daddy told you and you didn't listen. And so he started, you know, just dealing with me about listening. The hot water was there the whole time, but it was the operator over here that didn't get the instructions right. And so I suffered. The hot water was there, could have been used since September 11th, and it didn't until 
like May 28th, right? So praise God as he's dealing with me. I'm thinking this is our father here. Like, you know, I'm dealing, I'm seeing the metaphor. I'm like, okay, because there's areas where I haven't, you know, there was a month just this last month that I really struggled and I was not in alignment with God. I was suffering so bad. I didn't have to suffer. I didn't have to sit in lukewarm water. I could have been hot or I could have been cold. And I chose my emotions over the word of God, even though I knew the word of God. So one of the things it, you know, that I wanted to talk about was making a commitment and what it looks like when we make a commitment. So back in the day, I was told, make a commitment. Just pick something and do it. Like one of the first things... Um, I don't know if it was a, it was a Bible study. I think Luann encouraged me, make a commitment to go to her Bible study once a week. And I'm like, I can't do that. You don't understand. I have jobs. I wasn't even working that much, but like, God forbid somebody needed their hair done or house clean at seven o'clock at night, which I didn't even do, but it was the lack of commitment. I was not willing to make a commitment. It just scared me. I didn't want to be locked in anything and I didn't want to be told what to do. That's the truth. So you're not going to tell me what to do, Luann thank you, but no, thank you. And then I started saying, well, what's it going to hurt? You know, she actually presented it like, what's it going to hurt to sow into the kingdom of God one and a half hours, maybe two max a week. He'll give you back your time. Like it'll grow. And I'm like, well, I never heard it like that. So I thought, well, that'd be really cool to like test this out. And it sounded like a good idea, but there was still a little bit rebellious over here, but the spirit was bringing me peace. So I was like, let me make a commitment. So I made the commitment and I started with one small thing and then it grew. Later on, it was, why don't you make a commitment to go to church for a year? Because I was church hopping and it wasn't good. And I just wanted to go do like whatever I wanted. And I didn't understand what it had looked like to be in, in on a home church in small intimate fellowship and be plugged in, having accountability. I didn't know what that meant. See, I had mentors back in the day, but I wasn't sober. So it's really hard to do the right thing when you're not of sound mind so like these people were guiding me and helping me for 14 years but it was like in a bowling alley when you have like bumpers I'm like bumping you know I didn't go in the gutter I didn't die praise the Lord I didn't die but no pins are being knocked down every for 10 years you know but I I stayed as best as I could, but there's only so much you can do when you don't have a sound mind there's only so much you can accomplish when you're not of making sound rational decisions So making these commitments were hard for me because I thought I knew a better way. And then church hopping, I thought like, oh, whoever has the best music and the biggest people or the young peoples or the singles peoples. And it was all the peoples and the groups. And it didn't work for me. And I was told, I remember I was going over a bridge and I know exactly where I was. When, When these moments have happened in my life, I know where I was, what I was wearing, probably the time. So she tells me to make a commitment to go to a church for the next year. What's a year of your life? Just go. And I'm like, who does she think she is telling me what to do with my life? Like, doesn't she know it's working just fine? But, you know, it wasn't working fine, but I needed somebody to tell me the truth, speak a little truth. It wasn't harmful. It was just like, hey, make a commitment. Like, how bad is make a commitment? But for for somebody who's being rebellious very difficult. So I really prayed and I thought about it and I'm like, well, you know, I'll check out her church, I guess. But, and as soon as I came, I knew I was home, but I made the commitment. You know, I was just, I was 
ready to make the commitment. Now, previously, I was not. So one of the things that helped me the most in the last four years is submitting to an elder. I've had mentors for, like I said, for 10 years. And then coming under, you know, in the program, we talk about sponsorship. There's there's a sponsorship program. We, we call it discipleship. And in the church, it's like mentor. But where somebody comes under an elder to learn from them, to help them, to guide them. You know, yes, the Holy Spirit is our, our teacher, our guide, our comforter. In that hour, he's going to speak through us, right? He's going to lead us and guide us into all truth at all times. Sometimes in the beginning, we need a little help. I will speak for myself. I needed a little help. Now, I didn't know that I needed help because when I came in, I thought I knew everything. And sometimes I still do, and it doesn't look pretty. But God is breaking it off of me little by little by little, right? And it's I've come a long way in four years, because four years ago, I obviously knew nothing, and I thought I knew everything. So I can now finally humble myself and say, well, I don't know everything, and I'm not going to act like I know everything, and I will go to people and ask for help. I'm not afraid to ask for help. But when I came in, I did think I knew everything, and I thought, you know, getting into a relationship in the first six months of sobriety may be a good idea when they tell you, do not do that do not do that. And I started working with Luann and I, you know, would throw these little bones like, oh, I think I'm going to go here. I think I'm going to go do this. And she's like, what are you doing? Why? Why would you do that? And I'm like, well, because I'm a sober woman and that's what sober women do. We hang out with sober people, you know, making like, I'm trying to sell you something. What are you trying to sell me? She didn't want what I have, what I had. So I had to look at that. And then, you know, there was a time where I, then I didn't understand stepping out of alignment, but she presented an opportunity. You step out of alignment and you let the enemy in. And I was like, that's it. I'm done with her. I'm done. I'm not going to be told what to do. She's a religious fanatic and I'm going to go now. I'm going to go do life on my own. Now I left. I left the kingdom of God. And then it was miserable out here. Okay. It was horrible. I lost all my peace. I did things I should have never done. I did things sober that I've only done not sober and I felt instantly God leave, like the spirit of God. I just, I, I can't explain it. All I know is that the peace was gone. The comfort was gone. All of a sudden I have to figure things out. And I'm like, what am I doing? How do I do this? What am I, what did I, what did I just do? Now I can't use substances. So now I got to sit with myself and I'm like, I don't think I could do this for the rest of my life. Something's got to give. So I have to make a decision. And I remembered, okay, I got to make a decision. What do I do? Well, I went home and I confessed. I went to the Bible study. And I mean, I had prayed and I said, God, I need you to help me. I can't do this anymore. I don't know what I just did, but I don't want to do this. I don't want to live like this anymore. I want your peace back. I felt a freedom before that and, and it was gone because of my decisions. So we can lose. I, I lost the peace and I, I confessed. I shared how much I hated Luann because I did at that time. I don't anymore. But that was real before I knew the truth. I didn't like the truth. I hated truth at that time because I thought I was living in truth. And when you think you're living in truth and people present you truth, like you get defensive. I get, I would get defensive. So I shared what I had done and I was like ready to like just live for God. And so I made a commitment right there in the kitchen. And you know what? Cindy was there and she was listening to the whole thing. It was in the very beginning of our Bible study. And I made a decision. I first, I got honest right? I humbled myself under the mighty hand of God. I confessed. I told him like, what everything I did. And I was like, and I hated you. And I told everybody in AA, you were crazy. And I'm really sorry. <laughs> like I couldn't take it back. And she's like, that's okay. Now let's move forward. You know? And it was like nothing, like it didn't even affect her, which was a whole other story because I want to get to the point where things don't even affect me. Like I separate myself. Right. And it's, I'm not attached to what people think of me or say about me, or if they try to ruin my reputation. And in that moment, when I made the commitment, I felt the power of God come on me and I experienced a peace that I didn't even feel before. 
I had the beast, right? So there was something in, and I'm going back now. I'm, I've been going back and looking at my life and saying to myself, so what are the things that really worked for me while serving God? It's been humbling myself, making a commitment, submitting, right? If I can't submit, I'm going to really struggle because for me, um, I know that like my parents will tell me like I was a rebellious child and I didn't like authority. I don't know anybody that does that's not saved. I mean, I'm just, I, I don't know. I mean, even I'm saved and I sometimes don't like it. So for me, I have to look at things like, okay, what does it look like when I'm coming under? What does it look like when I'm submitting to God? You know, if I don't submit to God, how do I make a commitment to him? So I started asking myself these questions. If I'm going to come under God, I have to make a commitment to God to serve him but I don't I didn't know what that meant or what that looked like at the time because I didn't really know God and as I learned now God used people he used Luann he used James he used Pastor Tom he's used Linda there are people in my life that I like to say are more spiritually mature than me even though sometimes it hurts to say that but it's the truth and it's okay and I'm still here I didn't die because I came under somebody right, or multiple people, and I started learning from them and letting them show me the areas in my life that didn't line up, but I'm like, but it, but this makes sense, but it's not in alignment with the word, and I didn't know the word that well, so because I didn't know the word that well, God used people that were more mature than me that were in the word, that didn't want anything from me, they wanted to see me succeed, and to show me there is another way, and they were my examples, and as I did that, I started to get free. I started doing deliverance. I started saying, oh my gosh, this really works. Things started to work, and so I just kept on that track, the fast track to the kingdom of God. I'm like, I want more, more, more. People would call me up. What are you doing? Eight hours in my house. I'm doing deliverance teachings. What do you think I'm doing? They're like, they didn't even know what that was. And these were long-time Christians, you know? And then I got to share with them. And so there was a lot of ministry. And this was in, you know, a lot of this was in the two-year period I'm living in Sewell's Point. And there was breakthrough. There were things that were coming off of my life, just breaking strongholds that I battled for 30 years, breaking off of my life like that. And I'm like, it really is the word. And then I would come to church and everything that Pastor Tom would say, I'm like, I would feel it. Like it was like in my spirit, like I would know that, but I never knew it. And it would like just... I would come alive. I felt like, oh my gosh, I'm finally home. Like, this is what I've been seeking and searching for my entire life is the truth. I know I'm not a sinner anymore. I know that I'm righteous and holy. And I used to say these things, but I didn't know it in my heart. It wasn't, I wasn't believing it yet. So submit, submit to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. It's James 4, 7. And I had to do that. And then when, when things come up in my life, which I want to share about, because it was a big deal the last month, I had to learn a lot. There were some really hard trials. There were just things that like were imploding basically in my life. And I wasn't sure what the root was. And I mean, I went down like every avenue, but I'm not, I don't give up. I'm, I'm, I'm a fighter. I may get upset and I may disappear for a little while and not go to groups and not talk to you, you know, I might do things that, cause I'm gonna go this way, cause I gotta figure it out. But I always come back and these people don't take it personally. Thank God, they're more mature and they don't, it doesn't affect them. But when I'm resisting or when I'm not resisting, the enemy has full access to me, really. So there, and I'm, unfortunately I can't go into like the details of the stuff that I wanna share. I have to just kind of give a gist cause it, involves unbelievers and I don't have permission to to share um but 
I had to make some really hard decisions recently. And in those decisions, uh, emotions came up and I started acting out under the influence of emotions, anger. There was just a lot of stuff that's in there apparently. Now, all of this stuff has really come up since I've been home. So I lived two years in La La Land, perfect life, Sewell's Point living. It's like I was living in high point and I was on high point, okay? And now I'm back at home and it's like the storms of life have hit. Reality has set in. Things have happened where I have to make a decision. Am I going to walk in the kingdom and, the, and believe the word of God or am I going to come under the influence of emotions and circumstances and things that I can see with the eye but know aren't right and I could stand and believe the word? So I had some situations come up and two different people told me you know it sounds like you're jealous and I'm like listen I was like you don't know me I'm not jealous okay and I started thinking I'm like there's no way I'm jealous like there's no way that can't be why I don't want what she has I don't want what she has and then somebody else you know you may be suffering from the spirit of envy and jealousy and I was like that's it and I know they didn't talk so I was like I need to look at this so I prayed (laughs) And God started revealing to me spirit of greed, spirit of envy and jealousy. So I was trying to make decisions. And I'm talking major decisions like that could affect my future. Under the influence of emotion and not the Holy Ghost. So I'm looking at a person and what they have done or they didn't do in the last two years. And how it's affected my life and you just don't understand and you don't know what they did and But really, I'm just going to get to the root of the stuff. It was me. Two years ago, I wasn't prepared. I didn't have the knowledge that I have today to make the decisions that I needed to make two years ago. I just wasn't there. Pastor Tom said it uh, not this week, but last, last Sunday, I think. We mature into our purpose. We grow up in that place. I wasn't just zapped into this place, right? So two years ago, I'm like... How, I'm thinking, how could I have made those decisions and those mistakes? How could I let somebody do this? And really, Kelly, it was you because you allowed it. And I had a re- listen, I can be the first one to tell you to look at yourself. This last month, I was like, it's not me. It's not me. You don't understand. It's not me, but it was me. So making these decisions out of emotion meant that I could destroy a bit of my future that God has really blessed me with. And so people were, several people in my life, were there for me, dealing with this with me. And as it progressed, you know, I just, I couldn't come up with a solution. Like I knew the truth, but I wasn't able, like there was, there was a disconnect for me and I'm angry and I'm like ready to do stupid things and say stupid things and tell somebody stupid things that I can't take back, you know, concerning the future out of emotion, out of anger, out of, well, bitterness, resentment, all this stuff. And it was eating my lunch seriously and of course it affected other people in my life when I was going to them and I needed a lot of prayer and I just needed uh, I needed to come to terms with it there was no peace so for about a month I was living outside of the will of God and I'll tell you it was miserable it's like hell on earth okay no my peace gone just gone like that gone and now I'm in fight or flight now I'm gonna figure this out Kellyanne Conway if it's the last thing she does she is gonna come up and I want it now see like people were like don't make any decisions I was counseled and told do not make any decisions and I'm like I want it fixed now like a child now thank god I didn't do anything stupid but I was told you are not to make decisions right you gotta calm down 
And I'm like, well, I'm going. I'm going to tell. And, and I didn't. But it was a lot of chaos. I don't even live like that anymore. So I came out from under the wings of God, really, and his protection. He's like, figure it out, then. You know, you got to figure it out. And there's no peace. And I'm up at night. And my head, I'm spinning, spinning. And you know what it felt like? It felt like I had done drugs. There was nights where I literally laid there and I felt like I was high. I didn't like how I felt. I didn't want it. I didn't want it to continue, but I couldn't stop it because I wasn't willing to surrender. There was there was something. There was a disconnect in me. I didn't want to get in the word. I didn't really want people to tell me, "Well, you need, you need to pray and press in." I'm like, I am praying and pressing in, but I really wasn't praying and pressing in. I was like, I'm gonna figure this out. Everything was me. I'm gonna figure this out. I'm gonna do it. And there was a lot of pride. Like Luann kept asking me, "What do you think this person has over you?" I'm like, I don't know, you know, but there was some lie there where I believed a lie and the lie was consuming my life and eating my lunch and everybody around me was being affected. And I, you know, it took me, like I told you, it took me a month, took me a month to get myself together. Thank God I didn't make any major decisions. I did heed the, the advice of godly counsel. I did not do anything stupid, but the temptation was there. And the thoughts were there and they were real. And the enemy was like, you have to do this. And you and I'm also, the Holy Ghost is like, remember, this is a soul that doesn't know me. How you behave is very important. You know, so I was battling, you know, because I wanted it fixed now. I made mistakes and you're going to know that I made them and it's going to get fixed immediately. You know, and I just had to calm down. And so one day, and it was so beautiful, um, I was reading a book it was late at night I hadn't come to the the solution yet but I'm reading and you know things things just started coming up I'm like God like something's not right with me now I'm living in sin because unforgiveness bitterness hatred anger all of it is sin let's call it what it is I'm living in sin I'm out of alignment with the will of God it didn't matter how much I prayed because I did pray but I wasn't willing to surrender I was still on my path I was like a war path and in my mind, the battle's in the mind, right? Because the word's going to renew our mind, but I'm not abiding by the word. I'm doing what the flesh is telling me to do and coming under submission to the flesh. So I'm reading my, my book one night and I'm like, you know, what is going on with me? Like, why am I miserable? I've, I'm not a miserable person. Like all of a sudden, it's like, I don't even know who I am. I'm like, I don't even know who this person is. I don't know what has happened to me. I'm like, but you got to show me because I went through a lot of scenarios, you know, especially after Cindy was murdered, there were things that, you know, I started reevaluating my life and I started really looking at myself, looking at things. And I was mad at people and everybody that I was mad at, they already know I was mad at them. And yeah, and I was done with Luann. I'll tell you, I was like, I'm done. I'm done with it all. It's over, done, and I'm ready to walk away. All because I was suffering. There was, I was in, you know, there was pain. There was grief. There were things going on in me that I couldn't figure out, and I didn't like not figuring it out. I didn't like not knowing. I didn't like not having the answers. You know, Pastor Tom said that Sunday. You know, there's things that are going to happen, and you're not going to know why, and it's okay. Move on with your life. You know, and that's the truth. But I had a hard time. I wasn't able to do that at the time when this happened. So there was a disconnect. There was something, and I would tell people, I just feel like something happened after she was murdered. There was just something that happened to me, and I couldn't figure it out. So now that's March, right? And now I'm in May, and I'm reading my book, and I'm like, God, you know, what happened? You got to tell me what happened. 
show me because this isn't working anymore, you know? And I've already been in, you know, uh, upset about the other situation and that's festering. So he just shows me my dad's birthday party. He takes me, I just have this vision of me in the blue dress, my dad's 70th birthday party. And I just saw Kelsey asking me, where's Cindy? And I was like, I don't know. I was in my own little world. And then somebody else was like, hey, what about Cindy? Why didn't she come help, right? And I was like, I don't know. And then I made a comment. Oh, I wonder where Cindy is. Like, she didn't show up. And then I, I made a, a kind of a nasty comment to Luann on, on a Tuesday. I was like, don't know where she went. You know, only God knows, you know, with the lives that she lives, which wasn't very nice, right? But he brought it to my remembrance. And, and the Lord spoke to me and said, it's a spirit of unforgiveness towards yourself. And you need to forgive yourself. And I didn't even know. I didn't even know. And it kind of forgot myself. You know, I thought I did pray that prayer when everything happened. But he showed me like the root. Like it was shame. It was guilt. It was like I really, really felt burdened. Like, wow, I could have been a better friend. Like there were just things. And so I took that on. And that doesn't work. That's completely the opposite of the word of God. So I'm out of alignment with the word of God and I don't understand why my life's not working. Now sin begets sin, death begets death, manipulation begets manipulation, jealousy begets jealousy. And here we are, things are growing in my life. And then the whole other situation started festering and it started growing. And I'm like, this is, I gotta like get right with God. If I don't get right with God, this is gonna ruin my life. Like I felt like this is so evil. Now when we live for God and then we start serving Satan is really what I did in that time period because I was not following the Lord. It was ugly and it affected me physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and it affected everybody around me. When I got on the phone, I was like, I, I think I figured something out. I've been praying. I humbled myself. I was like, God, I need you to show me what happened here because I'm acting like this, but I made these mistakes and I still, even after seeing where I went wrong, I was like, there's, it's, there's still a disconnect. And so there was trust that was broken in the situation. And when the Lord revealed it to me, it was like the weight of the world lifted off my shoulders. I called Luann and I said, okay, I figured it out. Trust was broken. When trust is broken, it's very difficult for me. You know, I'm like, I, there was a betrayal. And so we got to the root of the issue and the peace that came, it was like so beautiful. And I said to her, now, even though I know the situation, and the solution or the situation and, and the solution. I cannot make any decisions right now. I'm not in my right state of mind. I'm going to need you and Luann, Linda and James and Jason. I'm going to need you guys to help me because I, I see how this could have went so sideways and I could have ruined another person's life too. Cause you know, my decisions affect people, you know, especially when they're not in alignment and I was not in alignment, but the peace came. And you know, the whole point of me telling you this is I was able to humble myself not just under God, but under people where I was able to let them speak into my life. Kelly, you're not acting right. You are literally in sin right now. We love you, but we got to tell you the truth. And you're, you're going to hurt people. You're going to hurt yourself and you're going to wind up regretting this. You cannot make decisions going forward. You need to calm down, you know, and I didn't want to be told to calm down. And I also didn't want to be told what to do. And I also didn't want to have to wait. I wanted it, you know, once I figured it out, I was like, fix it now. But I didn't, thank God. I'm telling you, one of the hardest things I ever had to do was yield in that time. Like, just yield. Just stop. Don't do anything. And trust God. And I felt like a part of me was dying. 
because I wanted to control it. I wanted to fix it. I wanted to make, I wanted people to know this is the outcome. And you know what? The truth is that was not God's will for my life. And thank God I didn't do it because I don't think I'd be standing here today talking to you because all the decisions we make have an effect in our life. It's like a ripple effect. So, but also I had to repent for the unforgiveness. So the God revealed the unforgiveness first. And then that, that was the ripple effect. Then towards myself, then I was able to come and to a, to a solution about the other situation and then be at peace. There was peace that came. I don't want to live without peace. I, I lived without it for a month and the people in my household and other people know what I was like. It was chaos. And that's not how we're called to live. And I'm called to be an example to the world and to show them what the love of Jesus looks like and what peace should feel like, experience it when we're around people. You know, we are giving off something. What are we giving off? I was giving off anger, jealousy, frustration. I was, I cussed a lot in a month. I haven't cussed like that in four years. I mean, that was the fruit of my life. It was very, like, it was very disappointing However, I'm not perfect. I have not arrived, right? We figured that out a couple months ago where I came up. I was like, I, apparently I'm not perfect. That's, you know, apparently I thought I was. Living in Sewell's Point in my perfect little life, I things were perfect. I thought I was pretty close to perfect. I'm just saying. And then, thank God, she's laughing because she knows she's been a part of my life a long time. But thank God I can humble myself and, you know, repent and apologize to God and be like, you know, I don't know. I don't, and in that whole situation, the spirit of pride, I, I wouldn't let it go. It just, I wouldn't. And then finally, when we had that conversation, it was like, it just broke off me. And I was like, you know what? I am called to live differently. I got entangled with the world and it was ugly. I let the world influence me and the desires of the world, money, status, reputation, greed. I let it all influence me for a little while. And it would have looked really bad had I continued on because I could see how just a month of that affected me. And if I really knew my identity, I would have not acted like that. However, the truth is I needed, it was in there. It had to come out. God had to deal with it with me. He's, you know, he burns things out of us for a reason. And for me, if I didn't have the godly counsel in my life where I could go and say, I'm acting like this, this is going on. You know, I really get honest and they speak into my life and it's like the, just the more honest I can be, the more people can can help me. It's been my experience because they see something that I don't see. Like, oh, it's rejection, Kelly. You feel rejected, whatever it is. So the stability um, that I've experienced, even though that wasn't, you know, I had instability for the last that last month, but I've had stability over the course of the last four years. And so to walk in that really felt like hell on earth it felt like I knew scripture I knew the right thing to do but I just couldn't get back I was just because I was so self-centered selfish I was letting my flesh rule me you know and it really was miserable but scripture talks about it I mean I could have looked up script but I didn't want to I even missed three weeks of church and it wasn't because of that but still thinking about it today I was like wow the enemy really had a grip on me because I haven't missed three weeks of church in four years of come or three years of coming to this church. So there were just things that were manifesting. Um, oh, I wanted to read to you guys. There were just super random things that I wanted to read regarding this. Um, and they're on my phone. So, and praise God that we get back up 
You know, we repent, we get back up. I don't stop. I mean, even in the misery, I still loved God. I still believed him, but I did have some unbelief. So I had to repent. Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. And I just kept praying and I didn't, I didn't just quit because things weren't working. You know, I didn't quit because I acted like a fool because I did act like a fool. I didn't quit because I got embarrassed because I did say things that I'm not proud of. You know, I didn't quit. I just kept pressing on. And you know what? He came through. He always does. And I had to understand too that for me, when I'm living in sin, I am allowing the enemy to have full reign over me, spirit, soul, and body, heart, mind, and will. He is reigning and speaking and I'm believing the lies and I'm making decisions out of the lies that I'm hearing. And, you know, it's it really wasn't like me, but I did it. And I see today how serious it is to get in the word and to have the truth ingrained in my heart and to renew my mind because the lies are going to come. The lies are always going to come. But what am I standing on? Because for that month, I was standing on money, power, pride, influence, reputation, status. I was standing on all the things that God tells me we're not supposed to stand on, you know? Okay, so, so we have to learn to identify the influence of evil spirits in our lives. And then we'll finally get sick and tired of them. As we get sick and tired of hating and living in the hurt and the pain of the past and choose not to listen to Satan's lies anymore, the Spirit of God brings us complete healing. And that is what happened for me. After we have taken every thought captive and cast down evil, it doesn't matter who speaks against us or rejects us. It doesn't matter who ignores us because it has nothing to do with who we are. When we have fully comprehended this powerful truth, we have achieved true spiritual discernment. So why is spiritual discernment so important? Because it is the means by which we can free ourselves from Satan's snare. 2 Timothy 2, 24 through 26 says, And the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach and patient. So we need to be teaching with gentleness and compassion, as scripture has instructed us. In meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves, and this was me, if God peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth how many of us have actually opposed ourselves how many of us practice self-rejection put ourselves down refuse to forgive ourselves or live in self-pity our only true enemy is satan but our biggest battle is with ourselves we need to discern what in our lives is not of god and then repent and accept god's truth they that may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will so Satan has taken cap Satan has taken us captive at his will. God's plan is for us to have the knowledge and understanding required for discernment. Then we can repent and line up in agreement with him. We can be freed from Satan's snares. Why? First John four four gives us the answer because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And thank God for the word. Thank God for people speaking into my life I mean I know it's hard I mean I have a lot of women that come to me and they want what I have but they're not willing to do the work that I did to get it you know when I go to Artesian and they want me to sponsor them and, and all this stuff which is great and I'm always available to help but the truth is because of the spirit of pride we're not going to claim that it's not our spirit we don't it's the spirit of pride we don't like to come under people we don't want to be told what to do we don't want somebody saying to us well maybe you shouldn't have done that Maybe you should do it a different way, you know, because I didn't like it in the beginning. But when I look back, the thing that I hated the most is one of my biggest blessings in life. So all I had to do was come under, humble myself, you know. Um, this is the other thing I wanted to read. And, you know, 
when we have people in our life that we trust, that God, you know, God appoints us, right? I didn't necessarily choose Luann. God divinely appointed us. I mean, I did because I liked her at an AA meeting because she was talking with power and authority. And I was like, I never heard anybody in here talk like that. And I had been going for like a few months. And I saw the Jesus tattoo on her arm. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you love Jesus. And she's like, I'm a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. And she was very serious. I was like, okay, what does that mean? I'm a Christian, you know? And long story short, I found somebody, I was able to get honest with somebody who I trusted. And it took me a while to trust her. I didn't really trust her in the beginning. But shame dies when stories are told in safe places. Now I am free to go to her. I go to James, I go to Linda. I have my friends, right? I have people in my life that I go to and I don't always like what they say. I don't always want to hear the truth. You know, there are times I am like adamant that this is the right way. And Jason's like, no, it's not. And I'm like, it is. And I'm wrong. And I'll tell you something. It affects me. Really. Because that thing is still there and it's got to go. And so I'm learning. You know, if, if I can't be told... You know, if somebody can't speak into my life lovingly, how am I going to listen to God? Because apparently, from what I've been taught, and I'm seeing a lot lately, is that how we treat other people and our relationships with other people are a direct reflection of our relationship with God. So if I'm constantly having to be right, or I'm constantly storming off, or I'm constantly having temper tantrums, I'm probably doing it with the Lord right? So he has really been growing me. me. I can trust him. He is trustworthy. The other ways, the ways of the flesh, right? I'm going to read that scripture. Let me just go to it right now. Romans 8, 5, and 6. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. And I literally feel like I lived in death for the last, you know, for that month of not being in alignment with God. And I mean, that might sound harsh, but for me, that's what it felt like. I felt separated from God, but I was living in sin and I wasn't willing. I mean, in that time I was humbling myself right to people and they were speaking in my life, but I wasn't willing to humble myself to the word. I wasn't willing to do the right thing and just stop it, yield, press in, pray. I was like, I I mean, I was just countless hours of trying to figure things out on my own. And, you know, I felt separation from God. He didn't go anywhere, but I went somewhere. And today I have the wisdom to know the difference to know that I don't have to make that decision again. But obviously I had to go through that whole situation because there was fear of man in there, fear of, you know, what is this person going to think of me? What's the worst that could happen? They leave, let them go. And I'm like, oh, so life will go on. Like, for me, I would struggle with loss. And so when I get to the root of, so what's the worst that can happen? They leave. Okay. I'm like, that's not that bad. I could figure it out. And then godly counsel started saying, what if God wants somebody else? What if he has someone else in there to, you know, to be in there that you can mentor, you know, whatever. I'm like, oh, I never went there. Cause I'm thinking money, dollar signs. God is so much bigger. Right. And I'm like, wow, my, it, it was so beautiful the way that it panned out, but I didn't quit. I didn't give up. I didn't act. Thank God I did bridle thy tongue. I would have never been able to take back if I said anything. There's no taking, there's no taking it back. Once it goes in, you can't put it back. Okay. And I wanted to read this to you. So I wanted to, you know, teach on submitting and, and humbling ourselves and commitment. And I read something and I was like, well, praise God. And it was yesterday. Because I'm thinking, you know, do other people have like mentors and, you know, because 
I'm around a lot of people and everybody wants to do everything their own way. And I see a lot of chaos. There's no accountability. I need accountability in my life. You know, when I'm acting like a cuckoo, somebody gets to say you're acting like a cuckoo. When I'm out there cuckoo on my own, nobody's telling me because I'm just out there on my own. It's really dangerous, I feel, like for the body to not have an, have accountability. We need accountability. We need to be telling the truth. You know, if we're doing things we shouldn't be doing, we need to just confess it. Find somebody that doesn't judge you. But let it be a safe place so that you can come clean. See, I've had safe places. I've also had not safe places. Now I know the difference today. I stay with the safe people so that I can come out, come clean, get rid of it. And then they pray. And only God knows what they're doing behind closed doors, right? For four years, see, now that I know Luann, I believe, because we, we have talked, but for four years, especially in the beginning, she would pray and fast for me. I mean there's not a lot of other people in those programs that are doing that and it worked but there was you know the the spiritual law that she lined up with the kingdom and it really affected my life had I not wanted to humble myself and and be taught by her I would have missed out on some really beautiful blessings in my life and that the way that God has truly revealed himself to me in other ways so this came up and this is somebody that they posted this and I don't know them personally but I follow their ministry and I love their ministry, and I love like what God is doing. So this is what it says. Submission is a powerful word. There truly is strength hidden within. I remember looking at points of my walk with God where I was very rebellious. I had tons of pride still in my heart. I would say things like, I don't submit to man. I submit to God. All I need is him. And I thought, hmm, I've said that before. Like maybe we all have. As I walked with him, he began to change my heart as he would lead me to leaders with his heart. When they would speak, I would hear him speaking to me. My heart began to transform as I learned the revelation of submit to one another. I was ultimately submitting to the spirit of God within them. I remember crying out to God many times to forgive me for being so stubborn, so blinded, and thanking him for opening the heart, the eyes of my heart. There was plenty of times I would feel like an orphan. Nobody understood. I was definitely there. I been there she doesn't understand me really she did she just wasn't coddling me she wasn't telling me what I wanted to hear so there were plenty of times I would feel like an orphan nobody understood or truly didn't like who I was my heart had been wounded and I was afraid to trust anyone and I as I would remember the pain caused by trusting God truly led me to people who weren't wanting anything from me but carry the love of God in their hearts man God was so patient and long-suffering with my time of rebellion and thinking I knew everything only to realize when God revealed something to me that I didn't know anything at all whoever you are be thankful for the leaders who pour into you watch out for your soul pray for you and remain even when your heart is wounded they are champions shining with the love of God and when I read that yesterday I thought well hallelujah see there are other people in other ministries right coming under that are not trying to figure it all out on their own and I really am grateful because I look at even in this last um this last month the fruit that was produced there was patient I was I endured long suffering there were mm, I mean I kind of like feel bad for my friends sometimes because they have to deal with when I'm not right and it's a lot and then when I am right it's good but when I'm not it's not good and 
you know, just I want to be a witness. I want to be able to share with people how we get through these things. Now, if I if I wasn't able to humble myself and share this with you, I, I feel you guys wouldn't be blessed by an awesome testimony and how God works because he told me a long time ago, you have to remain transparent. It's for the people. Don't worry about what you feel. Just be transparent. So he uses these things in my life to share these testimonies and to share these stories so that they grow and build our faith. And I am so grateful because, you know, looking back, had I known really what it would have looked like, I don't believe I would have wanted to do it. I'm just saying, you know, there are times where I'm like, wow, I can't believe it's taken this much. And there's a lot of gutting and there's a lot of hard work. It's hard to look at yourself. You know, I still want to blame people. I still want to say, well, it's really them. And then I hear it's a mirror image, you know, and there's such good seeds planted in our church and our groups, like ooh, where we, you know, where where we are with like-minded people. See, I hang around a lot of like-minded people, and there's so much accountability in being able to get honest and share and just transparent, saying to people, "Hey, this is where I'm at," or "This is what it looked like. This is what it looked like to walk through this." But at the end is the word, right? So I, even though I messed up and I didn't act the as perfect as I would have liked to have acted, I stood on the word, came back to the word. Even in the sin, I came back to the word. And as soon as I started using my authority, because I didn't really, I was so selfish and self-centered in you know my thinking, I couldn't really use my, I wasn't thinking about power and authority. I was thinking about how I was going to get what I needed to get. But as soon as I came back into alignment, it was like the hot water. It was there the whole time. All I had to do was turn it the other direction. And there it is, right? And hallelujah. And it felt like freedom again. And now it's my walk with him is different. There's a there's a different stability. There's a different peace. Like now I have to be a little calmer when making decisions because I see where that thinking got me. My best thinking got me there. And I really can just trust him and continue to go to leaders and say, hey, I need help. Because there was a time, you know, shortly after Cindy died, I was done with everybody. I'm not talking to Luann. I ain't ever talking to her again. And that was only in March. Okay, we're in May. Okay, so just kind of goes to show you. And thank God people were praying and she's like god let the child go she'll come back like she didn't even doesn't even affect her you know and james was like you're doing the same thing you did cindy to luann why are you doing this you know and i couldn't see it and like praise god i just i stayed with people i didn't isolate we can't isolate you know the enemy of ours he roams around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour when i'm alone i'm pray even when i'm alone in my thinking when i don't want to share and I want to keep it a secret, there's something that happens here. And if it's not on the word and I'm not renewing my mind, there's something being birthed. And if it's not of God, then what you just saw in this last month is what's going to be birthed. Now, if I can get back into alignment and stay there and not let the emotions rule me, control me, take over me, and just stay totally sound-minded in all of my affairs, I'll just watch the kingdom of God unreap or, or I'll reap the benefits of the blessings that he's promised. It'll unleash itself on me. And that's his promise. And I believe him today. And I just want to give him his word back. I didn't do that for the last month. I didn't do that after, you know, Cindy died. There were things that I had questions. I'm trying to figure everything out. I don't want to figure it out. I want to trust him. And at the end of it all, it really boiled down to I wasn't trusting God. So now today I get to make the choice. I get to walk in the kingdom, stand with him, trust him, even when it looks like a mess. I have to make the decision to trust him 
for him to redeem me, for him to redeem us. Everything we've lost, love is restoring. But do I believe it? And when I didn't believe it, again, that last month is what was produced in unbelief. There were a lot of things. So now that I'm back in alignment with him, his blessings like that are coming. I mean, instant. I'm like, oh, Father, I'm so sorry that I ran away. I'm so, you know, and thank God he just loves us and he just lavishes his, his love on us. And he is so grateful that I came home, you know, because I'm the one that left, you know, and then I'm like, daddy, and there's hot water. Praise God. <laughs> Praise you, Lord. So thank you guys. Let's just pray out. Uh, Father, we just thank you. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for each person here. We thank you that your Holy Spirit convicts us. We thank you that your word shines areas in our life that do not line up with you. We thank you that you forgive us of all the things that aren't in alignment with you. And Father, we just ask that as we go forth, you would continue to convict us. You would continue to show us areas that don't line up with you so that we can live and walk in your fullness and so that we can share the testimony of your word coming um, to life in and through our life as we live you. We live you, literally. And we love you. And we just cancel the assignment of the enemy over our lives right now, spirit, soul, body, heart, mind, and will. And we just praise you for all the things that you're doing. We praise you for what you're doing in this church and for everybody, everybody you have been healing every mind you've been setting free and every heart that you're healing as well. And we just love you and we praise you and we thank you and we pray this in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Yeshua HaMashiach. Amen. the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added on.